In our first reading there, we heard about uh, the sacrifice of Isaac, of Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son. And the thought of child sacrifice is always problematic. Um, So I'm going to come back to that later. But I want to first note that there are three different types of sacrifices being referred to in our liturgy today. So firstly, there's the sacrifice of Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son Isaac, his son Isaac whom he loves. Second, there's the sacrifice in our second reading, the sacrifice of Jesus, where St. Paul says, what proves that the Father loves us is that he is willing to sacrifice his son for us. So there's a parallel here between Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son Isaac and the father being willing to give up his son Jesus for us. And then in the gospel we heard how Jesus was transfigured on the mountaintop, how he took Peter, James and John up there with him and in their presence was shown in his glory. And it's important for us to remember the context of this, namely what had happened just beforehand. So just before he took them up the mountain, he had predicted to them that he was going to die, that he was going to be crucified, that he was heading to Jerusalem and when he got there, the elders and the chief priests would put him to death. And so to give them hope, to sustain them through that suffering that lay ahead, he showed them this vision of himself in glory. And there's something important, therefore, about all of that, and that it shows how much the Lord's own death was part of his own plan. That it's not just that the angry father punished the son, but that the son himself For us, the Son himself, it was his plan. He knew that he was going to give himself up for us. To be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. So three sacrifices. That of Isaac, that of Jesus. The third isn't in the readings, but is implicit in all of our liturgical prayers today. Namely, our Lenten sacrifices, that we should be uniting with the sacrifice of the Lord. That the prayer, the fasting, the giving things up, the almsgiving, all of these difficulties, all of these sacrifices, what should we be doing with them? Well, these are things for us to be offering with the Lord. And the church gives us this vision of the transfiguration on this Sunday near the beginning of Lent, to give us a a vision to keep us going through the difficulty of Lent. Because we've only been a week and a half in Lent, we've got more than a month to go. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had moments of weakness already. Uh, More than once I've found myself just in front of the refrigerator, standing, looking inside, gazing in hope that there might be something that somebody else might have put in there for me to snack upon that it can be tough giving things up, giving things up for a prolonged period of time. And so to help us keep going, we're given this vision of glory that awaits us if we're faithful. Now my last point today is 
the sacrifice of Isaac. So Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son. Now this thought seems horrific to us. But I want us to pause and think, why does it seem horrific? Where did we get the idea that sacrificing your child is a bad thing? Because if you think through history, there have been countless different religions, different groups who have sacrificed their children to their pagan gods. Where did we get the idea that we were not to do that? If we think of Abraham, all the religions around him we know from archaeology, they all sacrificed their children. You can go and you can see the statue they've dug up of the pagan god Moloch in particular in Canaan, which is you know, where, what we now call the promised land of the Jews. This god was constructed so that his arms were outstretched with a, a fire underneath his arms, waiting for the child to be placed on it to be burnt in sacrifice. Abraham was called by God in the midst of those pagan religions. And God hadn't yet taught much to Abraham. So it would have seemed to Abraham a natural thing to sacrifice a child because he saw everybody else doing it. And when the Lord asked him to sacrifice his son Isaac, it would have been a thing of great sadness for him because it was his only son that he and Sarah had only managed to conceive in old age. But it wouldn't have seemed unthinkable to him. But God taught him something different in this act. Namely, again and again in the scriptures, God starts doing one thing and changes it to teach something else. So there's a union of his action and his word. And what he taught in this event, what he taught Abraham in having him not sacrifice his son, was that he is a God who does not want child sacrifice. And so in the centuries that followed, the Jews followed this, that they did not sacrifice their children, even though all the the Canaan religions around them did sacrifice their children that this was the event that they looked back to. This was the event by which they had been taught how horrific child sacrifice is. And so they opposed it as we would today. So to conclude, there is a Lenten lesson for us in all of this today. On one hand, That God is a God of goodness, not a God of child sacrifice. But on the other hand, that he rewards those who are willing to sacrifice to him, willing to give their all to him, willing to give their Lenten sacrifices to him. Just as he rewarded Abraham by giving him the promised land and countless descendants, as we heard in that first reading. And so what you and I need is we need to be faithful and persevering in our various Lenten practices, our various Lenten sacrifices. Because it's not easy to make those sacrifices, so we need to renew our resolve to do so. And we're given this vision of the Lord on the mountaintop. That his 
humanity was transfigured in glory on the mountaintop to be a vision of how our humanity can be transfigured if we are faithful to our Lenten practice.